0: as we consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. We offer a number of ways to help you with your journey, so I hope you're taking advantage of everything that we offer. You can subscribe to this twice-a-week podcast, and if you sign up for our newsletter, you'll get more from me and advance notice of things that are coming up. Go to anxietycoachespodcast.com and check all that out.
1: Aloha, Gina. My name is Kristen. First and foremost, I wanted to thank you so much for this podcast. I am so grateful to have found it. You have changed my world. So I was hoping that you would be able to make a podcast surrounding the subject of grief and anxiety. I have been suffering with anxiety since I was 16 years old and I am now 26. I recently, in the past year, lost my older brother at 30 years old. I've been struggling ever since then to try to keep myself out of the wormhole because I have just been dealing with so much grief on top of my anxiety and panic. I was hoping that you would be able to give some useful tips and practices that I could use. And I wanted to thank you again so much for this podcast. Aloha.
0: Kristen, thank you so much for your voice message. And I am sorry for your loss. This is a difficult time. And so I want you to be gentle with yourself. And I want you to know that grief has many different flavors, and it takes as long as it takes. So first, I wanted to go over with you, Kristen, and everyone out there listening who may have this happening in their life right now. You are in the journey of grief somehow, some way, and it's always good information to have because we will all take this journey. So, grief is a unique journey. It is individual. And we all have varying levels of uh, resilience to loss and other painful events. And losses may be experienced differently at different stages of our life. And we need to be cognizant of this and not, it isn't set in stone. Uh, And it's going to be different for you with different people when you lose different people, or when you have lost different things in your life we can be grieving over uh, many different losses in our lives, not only death. We want to pay attention to our level of openness to this. Often, we think we need to be acting in a certain way and doing particular uh, timeline for our grief. But I want you to settle in to whatever is happening for you. So it's very important to stay aware of your feelings and be able to be feeling them as we go along here. And, um, so even the makeup of our relationship to the person that has been lost contributes to our uniqueness, our bereavement from person to person. As you will see in your life as you get older and have lost a number of people, you will notice it is different. It, it And so we have to be conscious of this and aware. And also that you cannot be expecting to be grieving in the way that maybe other people in your life are grieving over this same loss. So there are some very common emotions and symptoms that come up with grief, and I want to outline them here so that um, you can be aware of where you might be in it, and you don't go through it in order. You don't go through it step by step. You can vacillate between things. So, but these are just some common and general emotions and symptoms that come up around grieving, Shock is the first one, um, whether the loss was an anticipated uh, due to illness or it was sudden or unexpected. And your brother was young. And so I'm sure this was unexpected. And you are probably or have been in the state of shock at some point there. It's natural to feel the shock when your loved one is gone. You can feel a numbness that may come. You may have difficulty in believing the loss has taken place. And there, are, you know, just be aware of that and be easy on yourself. It, let those feelings be there because the more fully that you can let that come, the more fully it will leave without leaving a lot of traces behind that shock feeling. The next one is anger that can come up. Um, Loss can cause a lot of anger and resentment. And um, it can be directed many different ways, right? We can be angry at God, we can be angry at the doctors, we can be angry at ourselves, our parents, even the person who is gone. Often you may find yourself with anger toward that person. That's okay. That's okay. Don't be angry on top of that, or guilty, or add any more to it. Just notice it. See that it is there. The next one that comes up is sadness. Feelings of despair. I mean, sadness can feel like despair, emptiness, loneliness. You can have a feeling of of yearning for that person, a really deep yearning. And that's all very natural. Everyone feels sad when loss occurs. And uh, the sadness will express itself in many different ways. And at its own timing, it isn't going to just disappear over uh, a particular timeline. Oh, before I go to the physical, I guess I should also bring up, I was going to say fear for the end, but Fear is going to come up. Absolutely. Especially if you tend to lean toward anxiety or you have a lot of other stresses in your life. Anxiety and fear may arise in the aftermath of a loss. We begin to have new fears about our own mortality, right? Even listening to this, I want to hold the space for those of you who are hearing this and starting to feel that kind of anxiety bubbling inside of you. It's okay. Stay with me here. Don't tune out. It's okay, because that's real, And I want you to be able to, you can get through this, you can have the tolerance for this kind of a feeling without running from it. So just stay with me here. You're you're safe, you're okay. And we can talk about this. Actually, the more we talk about this, the more open we can be to the fact that this is going to happen to all of us. We will lose things and people that we love. So you may have fear about your own mortality, you may have anxiety about how uncertain the future looks, and especially if this person was part of your daily life, how uncertain your, your future, your daily life must be looking right now without that person there with you. It's okay. Let those things come. It's very normal and it's very natural and it doesn't feel comfortable. I know, but we can do this. We can be with the discomfort and not feel that we are in danger because of it. Now I want to talk about some of those physical symptoms. Your grief can manifest in a number of physical ways from insomnia. We just talked about insomnia recently, uh, to fatigue, being terribly exhausted because of the stress that is going on inside of you. You can have changes in your appetite that can cause you to go either way. People go eat both extremes. They will eat to fill the void that they are feeling, and other people will completely lose their appetite or something for you in between. It's quite normal. And so While you don't need to be afraid of those changes, you do want to make note of them because you need to pull up your self-care or pull in your social support and have some way of dealing with this, whether it be eating with others, whether it be keeping junk food out of the house, whichever extreme you are on. But, But notice it because it's a way of coping with feelings and you want to be aware of it. So Kristen, at this time, even more than ever with your anxiety, you need your support system and you need to pull up all your self-care. And of course, we know that this looks different for all of us, but general guidelines for getting support and self-care are to keep some sense of balance or harmony in your daily routine use some stress management techniques. We've talked about a lot of those here. And maybe you want to go back and listen to some older shows. And you can go to the anxietycoachespodcast.com and on the podcast page, you can use the search bar and see if you put in stress management or uh, stress relief and listen to some of the older shows about that. Meditation and small stress breaks. Meditation, if you already have a practice, please continue it as best you can. Keeping that routine will serve you well. And if you don't have a meditation practice already in your life on a daily basis, you can start it, or you can actually start in a better place, which would be small stress breaks. And by that, I mean, listening to a favorite piece of music um using aromatherapy petting your dog or your kitty and reading an inspirational quote or lighting a candle and having a time for a prayer. These are like five minute breaks that you can insert into your day. And maybe you want to plan it out and say that you will do one in the morning and one in the evening, or maybe one at your lunch hour, whatever will work for you to help you relieve that pressure that may build during the day we can relieve some of that, especially relieving it before going to bed. It may make for a more peaceful sleep. Kristen, I want to make sure that you keep social connections intact. And right now your social circle may end up being smaller than usual. And that's okay, because you may not feel like seeing everyone. That's okay. But I don't want you to isolate yourself. Do let others in. And You can also do the reaching out yourself. You can find a support group or a therapist or a friend or a coach, someone to talk with on a regular basis. I want you to be able to stay in tune with your physical health and your body's needs. And this includes good sleep hygiene, exercise, eating well, and eating enough, or not overeating, as we just talked about earlier. But by exercise, I mean being able to continue uh, your current routine, uh, maybe needing to slow it down a little bit. Or if you haven't exercised, it may be good to actually do something physical to blow out some of this pent up, maybe anger, maybe fear, and and let it come out. Sweating can be um, another miracle salve. And I want you to Pay attention. You won't know whether you need to do more or less unless you are paying attention to your body. Have that relationship with your own body in, in tuning into it. What do you need today? Do we need more sleep or do we need to go out and exercise more? We We really can hear the answers if we take the time to slow down and actually listen. I'd love for you to try journaling or doodling, writing whatever comes up and into your mind in a free flow kind of manner. It can begin to release some of the pent up feelings or emotions and doodling can do the same thing. These pieces are only for your eyes. So let it flow. This is only for you to see. And speaking of allowing, allow yourself to cry and to have the full spectrum of the feelings that you are having at this time, and as time rolls on. Feelings are not right or wrong. They simply are. And it is when we let them flow that we can actually avoid the freeze that can come and happen from holding everything inside, all pent up and locked up. Let it flow. Avoid freezing like that iceberg it is a it's very tempting to do, especially when we think we're supposed to be on someone else's timeline of grief. But I want you to feel what you're feeling and let it flow, whether it's in tears or writing, journaling, crying, it can be in running. Do let your body tell you what it needs. Does it need more rest? Or does it need to push out and move some energy? Thank you again, Kristen, for sharing your loss with us and giving me an opportunity to talk about grief. Your anxiety is, of course, affected by your additional feelings from grieving, and the treatment is the same to feel it and to let it flow. From the meditation and the self care, you will find your nervous system. Getting the message that while you are sad or angry, wherever you are in the process, that you are still okay, that you are safe, and that you are not in danger. So it can begin to let go of the grip of fear and allow you to experience your natural peace and calm once again. That's it for today's episode And before I read today's quote, I want to remind you that if you want more than what's offered here and more personal guidance, you might be ready for our group coaching membership program. It's a deeper dive into what you learn here on these episodes. Each month, you'll receive two anxiety clearing skill sheets sent in email. You'll also receive two live group coaching calls, which are recorded in case you can't attend. Those will help guide you through your challenges. And there's also a secret Facebook group for coach and community support every day, all month long. So if you're ready for more, go to anxietycoachespodcast.com slash group dash coaching and join today. I'd love to see you in the group. And now for today's quote. Grief and gratitude are kindred souls, each pointing to the beauty of what is transient and given to us by grace. And that's from Patricia Campbell Carlson. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha.
1: Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.